It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a Wednesday night devotional. I'm Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And I'm Charlie Eastman, pastor-elect of the Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro. Southboro, Mass. Southboro, Mass. Because I'm, I'm headed up yeah. very soon. My first day is coming. <gasps> How are you excited? May 6th. May 6th. I'm so excited. Yeah. I thought I'd be reveling in my vacation, but I'm not. No? I mean, I'm I'm in vacation, but I'm I just want to get to work. I'm I'm on the other side of excitement of ready to start digging in, which I have to be careful about. So Yeah. Yeah. What can we do? What can I do to help you not get get too involved right away? I'll give you hmm. we'll, well, you know what? Let's pre-record a good three dozen episodes of this. Ah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. That will take up. A- Sorry, no time for Zoom meetings right now. I've just got to record all these extra <laughs> service ser- uh, podcasts that that my master Jonathan has demanded. That I. <laughs> no, I'm very excited for you. That it is coming up, and that's great. I I do hope you are finding some rest. In- I am. Yeah, I mean, like most of us, the the structure of my days is self imposed. So. I'm having to, to make my own thing, but I have started, um, I've dug out the sections and I am building my first uh, square foot garden raised beds. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're doing a four, two four by eights and a four by four with room to expand. Now, is that inches or feet? It's actually feet this time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we found that the one tomato, the one the one cherry tomato we grew last time was a little underwhelming, so we've expanded our range... Yeah, that's going to be fun. Good, good. I've got nothing like that to report. Okay. Um, you know, we. Well, uh, you're a hiker, man. You're a hiker. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm out there hiking and you know finding, still finding trails I haven't been to in Rhode Island, which I'm, I'm always pleasantly surprised that there's trails I haven't been to yet. Who'd have thunk? I know. I thought I saw all the state, but there's still more to see, and good I'm, for you. I keep looking for those places that are open. So we I love little roadie. Yeah, little roadie. So I know you don't. So you don't have any church news to share on your I do end. Not at this time. Yeah, no. you're in this nice little nomadic place. This kind of. It's like I'm in the wilderness. There it is. <laughs> there Yay! it is. You, you set it up that <laughs> I time. Did. Well I done. did. Uh, well done. I do have a little bit of church news from our end that I'd like to Excellent. share. Um, so reminder, folks, that we are doing Bible study. We would have already had it by now because. This is Wednesday night, but in case you listen early, we do it on Wednesdays from 1130 to 1230. Uh, And then this Saturday, we are collecting masks, food, and money. I've got to, there's got to be something more exciting than that. But um, one of our members lives in the Dominican Republic, Fred Tanner, and he works with a hospital there, and they are in desperate need of masks, uh, cloth masks, anything. So this Saturday from 10 to noon, we will be collecting masks at the church. Um, so drive up, stay in your cars. They'll just be. What kind of masks are you after, Jonathan? Uh, it really could be. I mean, cloth masks, homemade masks are fine. Okay. They're that desperate at the hospital. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, if you have something that's a little bit better um, and you're willing to part with that, that's fantastic. But um, in La Romana, in the Dominican Republic, they are in a deep need um, for anything. Okay. So we'll collect those. Also, food pantries are all hurting everywhere. Yeah, they are. Uh, so bring food. Um, bring also uh, non-food items for our sharing locker and, and at the Unitarian Church. And then also, if you'd like to drop off your pledge, 
Um, we'll collect them then if you don't want to just mail saying it in. yeah it's still allowed <laughs> yeah you're still allowed <laughs> to right. support both the, Franklin Federated Church and First Baptist yeah. East Greenwich please yeah well, please do and I'll, I'll tell you Charlie the actually I've been um, really just wonder wonderfully impressed with the response of the congregation to continue their pledging mm, uh, it, good yeah the the I, I preached about it on Sunday the abundance of generosity of that church is just overwhelming again and again. That's great to hear. Well, they've learned how good it feels to give, to serve God's children. It feels amazing. Yeah. We're built for it. We should we do an episode. Oh, we did an episode on that, didn't we? Oh, we, that was generosity. I'm sure we could put another spin on it and hit it again. Yeah. Maybe we'll come it's back too important to that. to let go. So I think that's it for... Oh, and then we're having a congregational meeting via Zoom on Sunday following worship just to share an update of everything we're working on and what we're hoping to do and that kind of thing. So... Folks, all that information will be emailed out as well. That's it for church. When, when are the when are the schools going to be back in for you guys? Uh, well, we're doing Sunday school. Oh, thanks for asking that. It's just Sunday school at nine o'clock um, mm-hmm. on Sunday. So Sunday school kids, please sign in on nine o'clock, and you'll have Sunday school, and um, and that's about it. I was thinking more about the public schools in Rhode Island. Oh, what I don't, are I don't, they supposed to? Go? I don't, Is it done for the year? That's all. Just that's secular learning. I don't. I don't care about that. Understood. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, yeah, they're done for the year, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we keep in prayer as a, the parents, the students, especially those graduating seniors. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yep. That's that's hard that. to not have that. So and Indeed is that is. that's the same in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, I think the the last they said was it had gone to May thirty first, and now that's the that's the current recommendation for when we're allowed to gather again. Okay. So we're looking at a June beginning of June gathering for churches if possible. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Um, and then same here, schools are officially donezo for the year. Yeah. So for those that rely on public school system and and all that are influenced by those uh, those restrictions, we're stuck. So Yeah. We're getting along. My three learners are doing a great job. They're focused on their on their work and we're not too many dropped Dropped assignments and stuff. We're we're hanging in there. Well, that's good. That's a, a, probably about the same here. We have to. Mm. It's easier for some of our boys than the other, than others because exactly. Yeah, it's a different learning style. Some people want to please their teachers, and some people are forging their rebel way already. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have made them watch that James Dean movie again and again. Come on, no. That was that was my flaw. <laughs> so Charlie, I'm gonna. I want to. I want to be honest with you as we move into the next section. I, can I? Can I share a little? Can I be honest with you for a moment? Please. Can we make it real. Make it real. All right. Make I'm turning real. the chair around. I'm turning my hat backwards. We're gonna get real. Some real Excellent. talk here for a moment. All right. For reals. For reals. For reals. For reals. You know, I woke up this morning irritated. Oh boy. Yeah, I just woke up with this, like, just this, ang- not angry, but just feeling like grumpy irritated, just not happy. And I was thinking, and that's what led me to, to suggest this idea of wilderness. Because mm. when you're in the wilderness, you're grumpy the whole time you're hiking. Well, yeah, right? That's, and that's yeah. why I go. because That's why you do it. I can get it. To keep your edge. To keep my so edge. So you can be real. That's to keep it real. I, if I can't be dark and irritating or irritated Please. or both. That's it. I mean, how can I be a good pastor otherwise? <laughs> well, you know, the, it's interesting that we're talking about wilderness. There's, there's more than one understanding of what wilderness is. 
Mm-hmm. I, I know one of the words that we look to is midbar. Midbar. When, and, and I'm going to ask that we put that to the side for a moment. Fine. We'll come back to that. Because another one is just a negev, mm-hmm. which is a, a term that's still used for part of the wilderness. And, and that is just like a barren wasteland. Is there any chance that the word negative? No. No, not, not probably not. No, no relation. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. Sorry. But that's all right. It was a good guess. Um, so, so that wilderness, you think of it's that place where you're just you're up against the elements. Um, you, you, all, all you can do is think about how can I just get by and survive each day? You're not flourishing. You're just surviving. Got it. You know, and, and a day, it's fine. Two days, you can do it. You know, three, four. But after a while, it just starts to wear on you. Yeah. And, and, and I think, and, and I'm, I feel like that was part of my experience this morning is, you know, not that I'm in the depth of the wilderness, but this is wearing on me. Sure it is. Yeah, I think it, in the beginning of, of all this, I was a little more hobbled than I am now in, in the sense that I like to, um, my, my hobbies are mostly creative hobbies. Mm-hmm. So I like writing music. I like writing stories, short stories, things like that. I like writing like theological reflections, little things like that. Yeah. And and I couldn't get motivated to do anything. Yeah. I was just, no way, don't want to hear it, don't want to think about it. I kept kept looking at the news later than I should have. Mm-hmm. I was just lost in the, I guess, the Negev, now that you mention it. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the best word for that, but that felt that feels like a good term to work with. He, yeah. and, and I know you were going to reference um, uh, the, the Egyptians, or the Israelites, after they Indeed. leave Egypt. Yeah. Um, so where is, that's in the Bible, right? The formerly Egyptians. Uh, it's in Exodus 15 oh, okay. uh, through 18, roughly, Yeah, is the journey in the wilderness to Sinai, all that good stuff, uh, at Marah, yep. Alem, the bitterness of, of exile and not having enough water to drink, right. and food to eat. Um, every time you mention the, the food pantry situation, mm. I think about the Israelites and the, the pain of that real hunger that so many of us in the middle class in the United States do not get to experience in mm. any way, shape, or form. Um, many of our folks who suffer food insecurity in the United States do not know food insecurity as it, as it has been in places where the land dries up and everything dies and everyone in it dies, yeah. which is not to minimize what they're going through because... Um, wilderness is relative. Yes. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm a city dweller who's never been out in nature and I walk into Central Park into the woods, I can get lost uh, mm. because I, if I don't know the area that I'm in. Um, likewise, people that are used to living on the edge of Arcadia National Forest, no problem. They can go miles into that, into areas that others are told never to go to. So it's all, it's kind of the relative position of your relation to the wilderness that makes it more or less intense, I think. Yeah. And in the story of the Israelites, of course, they're out there. Yeah. They're wandering the scrub desert. Uh, there's there's water in spots. There's resources. There's, of course, quail and manna. Right. When God rains those down. Um, but... 
it's it's hard. It is. It's day-to-day hard. You spend all your time just either traveling or preparing food. Yeah. And that's it. And I think it, it can really wear you down. And I, oh, yeah. I think, you know, perhaps part of the reason why we have those moments when they complain, you know, there's a lot of murmuring and then just outright complaints against Moses is that they hit a spot where they're just... Like me waking up this morning, we're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm irritated. Ugh, I don't like this. And Yeah. They're entitled. You're not, but they are. Well, oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because okay. it's relative, I do think we're all entitled to our anger in the wilderness. Yeah. I think it... And then just some of us are more... You know, it's that... I don't, I don't mean to reduce it to glass half full or half empty, mm-hmm. pessimistic versus optimistic or whatever, but... But there, there are some people that seem in times of crisis to kind of have a natural setting. Mm, and yeah. for some people, it's those who panic mm-hmm. at the first sign of trouble. For some, it's those that just can't get out of the, the negative loop of I'm never going to have enough. And so right. here I go buying another 44 rolls of toilet paper. Or, and then there's some that just seem to be ridiculously, pointlessly infuriatingly <laughs> at ease in the wilderness. Some people just, it doesn't, I don't know. Right. And, and the people accuse them of being stupid or insensitive, but some people just don't feel it the way some others of us do. I don't know. I think some, I, so I, you know, I go through cycles of that and, and I mm-hmm. imagine others do as well, especially those who are caretakers um, oh, because we have to get into the role of saying it's going to be okay or I'll take care of you. Um, but you know, all that other stuff is going to be boiling up, like the irritation, the the fatigue, that's going to yeah. be there. Uh, and yep. so to even allow that to cycle through and to say, this is just a time when I'm going to just be a little grumpy and mm-hmm. you need to let me be grumpy mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, that's right. And, uh, and then I'll be okay. I need this. Don't take this away from but me. Yeah, right. This is the one thing I have. <laughs> but My I, anger at the wilderness. Right. I, but I think it's important for us to make that space. Um, I, I'll to to say this is hard, and I'm not going to be at my best all the time through throughout this. So I'm gonna t- right now. I need to just be a little grumpy, and I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna go to a place where I'm not gonna hurt anyone. Verbally or, or physically, yep. uh, and you know, tell people I just need some time, and just to be grumpy to say this is I'm wearing out. I'm wearing the witness out. of the Israelites in the book of Exodus is of a people who grumble. Yeah, they yeah. they survive. They're also a people who who live and love and survive and worship, but they are a people who grumble, and that grumbling is a a part of how you get through the journey and and. Way, way more than just you know. Would you stop saying, "Are you there yet?" To they're 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 in physical hardship and and discomfort all the time. Right. And some of us, frankly, if we're overindulging in in uh, the news and everything else, we are uh, psychosomatically in pain, mm. um, sick of of everything we're hearing and, yeah. and hurting ourselves. So, wilderness is wilderness wherever it is. Yeah. But then there's that other word that we used. Midbar, mm-hmm. the midbar, which is a different um, emphasis on the idea of wilderness. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked up that word actually. I actually oh, I did a little research this time. <laughs> wow! I know a whole new world. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> That's a different wilderness. Um, That's right. The the same the Hebrew word the Hebrew word for word 
is mm-hmm. the bar. Yep. So there's a connotation or a connection with Midbar because there's this idea that that's the wilderness where you encounter and receive a word from God. Mm-hmm. Now, you had another passage that you wanted to illuminate, right? Yeah, I was really excited about Matthew 4 because Matthew was the one that goes into such detail on the trial of Jesus as Jesus is tested in the yeah. wilderness led into the wilderness to be tempted. He fasts for a long time, and what a surprise, he starts to have visions. Mm. Uh, I go for four hours without food, and I start hallucinating. Yep. But Jesus, 40 <laughs> days, 40 nights, he's hungry. Yeah. And, um, and then, of course, we get Satan coming and saying, if you're the son of God, tell the stones to become bread. Jesus says, man doesn't live on bread alone, so the hunger isn't the point. Um, the devil takes him to the holy city, has him stand at the highest point, and the devil quotes scripture. I love this moment. Yeah. He will command his angels concerning you, Satan says, and they will lift you up in their hands. And then Jesus says this phrase that for me has been such a hallmark of my wilderness experience. Mm. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Mm. And I, we have been complaining about these pastors who have been urging their people to congregate in the midst of this violent (laughs) virus. And I keep coming back to Matthew 4, 7. It is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Don't make it hard for God to help you. Mm. Then the devil takes him up the mountain, shows him everything and says, I'll give you everything if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus says, get away. Mm. And then the devil left him and the angels came in. I imagine Jesus in the corner of the wrestling ring with the angels putting the the terry cloth robe over him and squirting water in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Ready for the next fight. Wow. Ready for the next fight. You went right there. So Jesus goes deliberately into the wilderness. It doesn't say, well, it says in Matthew, into the wilderness to be tempted. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did he just go to the wilderness to pray and the devil showed up as a courtesy? I... Who knows? I don't know. I think for the sake of this devotion, we can just say it was in the wilderness where he did encounter the divine beyond just, That's and right. not saying the devil's the divine encounter. It was beyond yeah. that where we, mm-hmm. or here's a different spin on it. It's by reading of Jesus in the wilderness that we see the full divinity of who he is. Great. Yeah, that works. Okay, good. Phew. <laughs> and... Done. Done. But that idea of the, the wilderness can be a place where you encounter God. I mean, that's one of the major reasons why I do the hikes that I do, um, because of that understanding of wilderness. Uh, uh-huh. and, and I thought it was just for the blog posts. Also for the blog posts. I mean, just okay, something to fine. put up there, you know, sermon illustrations. I mean, um, if, you give, if you give your parishioners a poll, and I've done it more than once, <laughs> and ask them, where do you encounter God, you'll get... 0.001% of the respondents saying during the sermon, you'll get 1% of the respondents saying during the children's message, mm-hmm. and the other 99 will all say, out in nature. Out in nature. I meet God in nature, and I got no problem with that response at all. Mm-hmm. I resonate. I get it. It's why uh, church camps are such a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's why, it's as you said, it's why you seek the wilderness, so... yeah. It works. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. So don't don't apologize for that, people. Meeting the Creator in the Creator's creation. Right. So that then gives us this wonderful challenge of how do we shift from the Negev to the Midbar in the midst of this time? Well, you said you didn't say there was a possibility of the word in the Negev. But there certainly you, could be. 
you did say that that the focus on midbar is that connection with a word, and I guess one of the possibilities mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the only one is maybe seeking God. Um, whenever people are starting to do visits of each other in a church context, mm-hmm. and they say, "I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say." The thing I always tell them is. Try asking the person you're sitting with this. Well, first thing I tell them is you don't have to say anything. Right. Your job is to listen. Yep. But if you feel you want to create a little more conversational opportunity, one of the tried and true minister's tricks is asking the individual, where is God in this for you? Yeah. Where is God in this experience? And sometimes people will surprise you. So when I was doing a little bit of research for this... Uh, I came across a Lenten devotional written by uh, the Reverend Rebecca Driscoll. Oh, nice. Do you know her at all? Uh, the name's instantly familiar, but... She's from Attleboro. Oh, that's why. Yes, she just came up in a conversation. Okay, so, yeah. Yes. So she's actually, for, we're American Baptist. She's the Minister for yep. Creation Justice. Mm-hmm. And in this uh, Lenten devotional, she reminded uh, the readers, and myself included, about Ignatius and his daily examine. Ah. Um, for those who don't remember, who've forgotten their church history, Ignatius of Loyola was from 1491 to 1556, started the Jesuit movement, for better or for worse. Um, mostly I'd for say better. for better. Yeah. I'd, I'd say for yeah, better. Yeah, the Jesuits are fun. Net, net win. Yeah, overall. The Inquisition was kind of a downside. Of it, it was. <laughs> and the Jesuits are, are busy breathing a huge sigh of relief that both Charlie and Jonathan have <laughs> Proclaim the yeah. goodness of their cause. Yeah, so you can still go to Boston College and feel okay about it. That's that's what we're trying to say. But the daily exam is, is these questions that you ask yourself at the end of the day. Um, and I'm going to read the ones that she uh, offered, her, her take on it. And actually, she got it from another author. I'm not going to go in the weeds. But at the end of the day, you say, for what moment today am I most grateful? For what moment am I least grateful? When today did I have the greatest sense of belonging to myself, to others, and to God? And when did I have the least sense of belonging? When did I give and receive the most love? And when did I give and receive the least love? How was I most aware of grace in my life today? How was I least aware of grace in my life today? And the thing about those questions that I really like, Charlie, is that it doesn't say just get rid of that wilderness that hurts. Good. It's yeah, it's more. Let's right. name the Negev and name the Midbar and see how you're yeah. in both. Feel the balance. Yeah. See see what the balance is. Our lives are are such a blend of highs and lows to oversimplify it. Um, and that is a that is a really important thing to lift up when we're when we're in crisis. Yeah. Really really important. So I'll I'll put those questions on the on the show notes. For this that you can find on, on the blog if you listen to this through the blog, and that's 12enough.com. 12 is written out. Uh, and and send it out as well. So you didn't have to try to you know rewind and write it all out. <laughs> they'll, they'll be there for you. Uh, but we want to we offer that to you so you you know a way of encountering the wilderness that we're in and not saying I've got to just have a positive spin on it, but more saying let's just be realistic about the moments, but not get stuck in one. Um, not to spiral into just the negativity, but to say, yeah, there's going to be the negative, but there's also going to be the positive every it, day. It reminds, it reminds me of embracing 
the possibility of the wilderness because um, when you're on a hike and you suddenly lose your way mm. or think you've lost your way, there's you kind of have two paths, if you will, forgive the tortured analogy. Mm. You can you can go to the path of panic and start freaking out and all your only recourse at that moment, once you panic, is to just go back the way you came. Mm-hmm. You don't get to find new ground. But if you're willing to embrace the possibility that you might be on the right path or going in the right direction, then you might find a new way around and home. Yeah. And and not and and then you've got opportunity. So questions like that from Ignatius to to me, they help me embrace my wilderness more than just panic. Can I give an illustration and then we move to prayer? Please do. So there was one time I was doing a backpacking trip and I was hiking by myself as I like to do. And I saw, always recommended. Yeah, yeah. Don't, really, you shouldn't. But <laughs> don't try this at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I somehow got off the marked trail and was on just like a, a footpath or something, and realized it was it maybe when it was too late. Realized I was no longer on the trail. Tried to backtrack. Couldn't find my way back to the trail, oh, and so I was in that place of panicking, and then I stopped. And I just listened, and I listened, and I heard water. I took out my map, found out where there was water, and just worked towards the water and found my way from there. there nice. There's something about just stopping yeah. and listening. Calm the frantic. Yeah, and saying, yeah. What, is, what is God saying to me right now? I, I think that's the most beautiful story I've ever heard you tell. Um, that's one of the... Best backhand-handed compliments <laughs> I think you've ever given. <laughs> <laughs> and noticing that is why we're friends. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> let's. I um I have a prayer to close with, and I want to just say a little bit about it before I I close it. It's also from Ignatius of Loyola. Ignatius gets the day today. Yep, that's great. Um, read about him. His story of his conversion is fantastic. Really interesting yeah, I, character. I, I agree. I urge others that have not to do so. Yeah. I, of course, know everything well, there is to know. Yeah, obviously. Well, and over New England. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this prayer, I, I'm, I'm not going to pronounce the Latin for it. I think it's Sesupe. I dare. I, I did it. Mm-hmm. But that's probably not quite right. But it's the take and receive. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is really good because it's that kind of stopping and listening, but it goes a little bit beyond that. It's saying, God, I'm going to give you everything. I'm just going to give you everything. And, and it's that real place of trust in the wilderness that I think can help us get through. Sounds good. So that's that. I just wanted to put that context in there why I'm offering this prayer because it's not a typical wilderness prayer. So, Charlie, I'm happy okay. to start. And then if you want to pray and then I'll end with the Ignatius, does that work for you? I enjoy being the the pages between the Jonathan bookends. <laughs> Who wouldn't? All right, let's let's take it away. Let's pray. God, I'm sure I'm not the only one who woke up irritated and annoyed and frustrated and tired. So many of us are waking up in that way, and for those of us who are waking up that way and going through the day with that sense of irritation and aggravation. Be patient with us, Lord. Help us to be patient with others. And give us a sense of hope and peace and grace. For those who woke up today feeling good, for those who woke up saying, today is going to be a good day and I'm going to be all right, we thank you for them, Lord. 
make them an instrument to those of us who are aggravated, an instrument of peace and compassion. Help them to reach out to those of us who are struggling to bring us from the Negev to the Midbar. And may we all have compassion towards each other because we're all struggling in our own ways. And may we all hear your voice. God, be with us in all of it and help us to remember that you're there and, and to seek you, to offer ourselves up to you in our contemplation. Lord, uh, send us tools like, like these from Ignatius that Jonathan has found, these, these examine questions where we can really dig into what we're feeling and we can realize that we're in a state of balance and sometimes we're off kilter and we're really focused on the negative. God, we just ask that you would pull us back, reel us in, help us to stay focused on on you and, and on the ways that we can be helpful. To that end, God, we pray for the unmitigated success of First Baptist in East, East Greenwich as they receive masks and supplies, not only for local food pantries, but also for missions abroad. Uh, Lord, just give us a sense that no matter how futile or or small we might feel in the midst of this, there are still opportunities to help, still opportunities to serve all your children, and maybe in focusing on their wilderness, ours might be easier to bear. From Ignatius of Loyola, Take, Lord, receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, my whole will, all that I have and all that I possess. You gave it all to me, Lord. I give it all back to you. Ah, that's a great one. Yeah. Well, you know, Ignatius, he did all right. So there's a reason why the classics are the classics. And and sadly, in our uh, Protestant rush to build a word or make a relevant word for today, uh, we are not as willing as some of our more liturgical brethren to rely on great source material like that. Yeah. So thank you for bringing it back. I think that's one of your, uh, it's one of your strengths, John. Well, I haven't forbid, I, thank you. I appreciate that, Charlie. I mean, anything I can do to avoid reading the Bible. <laughs> Touche. You read the Bible. I do. Too. I read the Bible every day. I really do. <laughs> I think we. I, ju- I think we found our topic for next week. Oh yeah, that's good. Well then, okay. uh, thank you everyone for listening. Be well. Take care of yourselves and each other. Sounds good. Bye. <laughs>